Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 26 degrees in Edmonton. Thank you, Everly. Thank you. We got quite the weather girl. And happy birthday to your husband, cousin Hannah today. <laughs> oh yeah, today's birthdays. Today is August 16th, you said. Let's hear the birthdays for August 16th. All right. New segment. Quick. All right. Steve Carell, Madonna, Timothy Hutton, Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> Young Thug. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, I'm digging into the deep ones, though. We have a chance of a thunderstorm today, too. Do we? Yeah. This afternoon. James Cameron. Okay, <laughs> anyways, so uh, welcome to the morning show, guys. <laughs> Sorry about my... Carrie Price. Wayne thought he'd just carry through since... <laughs> yeah. Carrie Price. <laughs> We had the worst show ever yesterday. He's like, hmm, I wonder if we can top it today. I'm going to slowly read through this website of random people's birthdays that nobody gives a crap about. Oh. Jeez. Anyways, we're broadcasting live as we do every Monday through Friday, live on the Podbean app. At 6 a.m. Mountain time. Uh, <laughs> yes, come join in live. Just download that Podbean app and... Uh... Be a part of the conversation. The app's pretty cool. You know, you can see all the other investors that are here in the morning. Uh, you know, chatting it up in the chat box there, and and also there's a there's a sweet little call in button. All you gotta do is just press that call in button. Call in with any questions you have about real estate investing for free every morning. Free coaching that nobody ever uses. <laughs> I really want real estate coaching. But I just can't afford it. Can you just do it for free? <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is wake up at six o'clock in the morning and, and click a button. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. Uh, you could got Wayne in a little bit of a mood this morning. No, no. It's, 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 well, I mean, I mean, right? <laughs> You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to disable the call-in button. No more call-ins. No more answering questions. No more answering questions. You can just listen to us read birthdays every day. <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone. Upcoming events. Put up a parking lot. <laughs> Any Joni Mitchell fans in the in the crowd today? Any Joni Mitchell fans? Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I love to throw out really random jokes that only one people are going to get. One people? One person is going to, one people, one person is going to, yeah. 
So we have a pop-up fix and flip meetup tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 5 30 to 7 30 p.m if i don't keep this moving ain't nobody going to <laughs> um what did i just say pop, pop up fix and flip meet up tonight yeah. yeah 5 30 to 7 30 in edmonton if you were here yesterday you'd know what we're talking about it's uh yeah we, we we haven't done a meetup in a very long time and um and we're excited to do it tonight at our newest fix and flip project we just got keys to yesterday I am going to be meeting uh, my my contractor there at 10.30 this morning um, and my realtor. Yeah. Going to go through the property. Um, this is an off-market one from DCI Properties. And uh, I saw it a few months ago and then I went back in it yesterday. I don't know if you guys were following along on, uh, on, um, on Facebook there. I did a little uh, Facebook live walkthrough and... Um, like, like I mentioned in the video, I don't, go watch it. It's about what, 20 minutes long, I 10, 20 minutes long. Sure, yeah. um, go have a watch. It's, uh, it's a tough one because it's, um, there's a bunch of things to consider. And I want to make sure that I get the best value out of this renovation, right? So you really got to think about like, what, what do you do? What do you not do? What's going to increase the desirability the most for the least amount of money? That's what we're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And we want to get that in and out of that thing as quickly as possible because we don't want snow to fall. We do not want to be listing this thing December 1st. Yeah. So just trying to be as strategic as possible. And the best way to do that is um, to get your realtor to come in. And uh, and uh, Calvin Hexter is going to come through and, and tell me what to focus on, what not to focus on. Because I, I could get carried away or I could be done in that place in one week. So, yeah. uh, But speaking of DCI properties, let's uh, let's hear a little word from our sponsor. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no secret. The key to making money in real estate is buying at the right price. And one of the best ways you can do that is by working with a professional and established wholesaling company like DCI Properties. DCI Properties operates in Southwest Ontario, Calgary, and Edmonton, and has successfully assigned over 350 properties to date. Why pay retail on the MLS when you can save thousands buying off-market? To get on their buyers list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. That simple. That simple. We love DCI. Yeah. Well, they got us this property. It's yeah. an amazing deal. You guys are going to get to see it uh, tonight. And they're fantastic to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have machine. Mm-hmm. Very excited to show you guys this property tonight. And then uh, this Saturday, on the topic of fix and flips, we have our advanced fix and flip workshop. Yeah, we do. Uh, so that's a full day workshop. Uh, not not just a scratch the surface on fix and flip. This is a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you really want to learn um, far beyond just what is a fix and flip, really dig into uh, the fundamentals, the numbers, the uh, how to find them, what to look for, running comparables, running comparables, and then uh, like my favorite is just turning it into a business. Yeah, you know what I mean, like turning it into a large scale business. Um, I, I get so through you know every 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 day pretty much, you know, when I'm putting out content, I get DMs and stuff like that <clears throat> a lot recently because of like. Um, some, some posts that I put out recently, there's been a lot of people reaching out and be like, oh yeah, you know, I see you're always doing fix and flips, you know, how many you got going on? And I tell them and they're always just like, what? (laughs) 
how is that even possible? Well, it's just, it's, you know, it's, you got to treat it like a business, right? Yeah. And uh, you can, you can turn anything into a business if it's with the right mindset and with the right, um, with the right organization and the right people. So um, that's, that's what I love. I don't, I don't like just half-assing things. I don't like just, you know, dabbling you know, or, or adding strategies into the toolbox. I like to, to put all of my energy and focus into it and turn it into a large scale business, automate it, put it on autopilot and then go and work on something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's how you scale. That's how you become successful as a real estate investor or an entrepreneur, not just by dabbling and doing a rent own or a wholesale deal here and there. You got to really take it to the next level. Um, and we're going to teach you how to do that too. So uh, very excited for that. August 20th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain time. Uh, the link is in the comments there and use the coupon code morning show, all caps for $500 off. Okie dokie. Awesome. We got lots of people that are, that are signing up this week. Yeah. I, I, I knew it was going to be in the last week. Everyone always waits to the last minute. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Um, just you know going... what else is happening today? I just realized. Hmm. <laughs> What well, is James Cameron's birthday? <laughs> Are we watching Titanic? No. Okay. Um, our Otwell Fix and Flip is uh, wrapping up. The guys are getting out of there today. Say what? Yeah. Cleaners are in oh. tomorrow. Furnace cleaning happening on Sunday. We still have some exterior work to do mm-hmm. um, with the backyard. But yeah, the, the house is completo today. They have until 5 p.m. I'm kidding. Whatever time they get out, but uh, the, yeah, the cleaners in tomorrow, but so we'll, that's exciting. But we'll, 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 we'll be waiting at the door. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, did I hear a rumor that Robbie is here this morning? So that's yeah. awesome, by the way. I, sorry, I was just I was reading this while I was listening to you, but um, yeah, I'm super excited for that wealth project to be done. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we'll have to go through and just do a couple little. Uh, that, well, I was there on the weekend. I, um, I, they, I, I don't think so. Uh, I was there on the weekend and I did not see any touch-ups. Yeah. Just a couple spots that I know that they knew about, so I wasn't even going to mark it. I knew that they're going to take care of it. Our estimated um, completion date on this project was August 12th. And so that was this past Friday. Mm -hmm. And um, all they needed was two extra days, which is amazing. Yeah. And um, mostly because of uh, kitchen supply delays. Yeah. So they were missing a whole bunch of pieces from the kitchen order that uh, were slowly being delivered day after day after day. And yeah, they just needed a couple extra days to uh, wrap up the kitchen. And yeah. Yeah. Extremely excited. Yeah. We um, we still have to wait a little while, though. Um, so cleaners coming in tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, cleaners booked for tomorrow. Yes. So hopefully everything's all good today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's why I went in on the weekend just to make sure that uh, everything was good because um, I, I didn't want it to impede uh, yeah. uh, the cleaner because that that's that's a tough one to book in. Mm-hmm. You got to book in in advance and yeah. if we cancel them, then we got to wait another week or two to get them back. Well, in. and you never want to cancel last minute. That feels <clears throat> crappy. Oh, we it's something it's something that happens a lot you try and get all your ducks in a row you're like okay they're gonna be done on tuesday i'll have the cleaner come in on wednesday i'll have the furnace cleaner come in on thursday i'll have the stager come in on friday and then it'll be listed on saturday and then it never works out mm-hmm. there's always something um 
so Wednesday uh, is the cleaner. When is furnace cleaning? Furnace cleaning, excuse me. Sunday. So Sunday. Uh, yeah, really great relationship with our furnace cleaner who squeezes us in. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, on uh, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stress enough. Those relationships matter. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, next week, I believe on the 25th, um, we're going to be doing the grading outside. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there was uh, trenches dug for uh, the new garage that was built. And, uh, yeah, we need to fix a little bit of grading along the house. So we need to, uh, unfortunately, wait for some permits to close up on that before we can do the grading. Otherwise, we would have had the grading done this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Need the city to come and give the thumbs up slash green sticker. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the 25th, uh, we'll be doing the grading work and just finishing up the, the last exterior. And then uh, we probably have a couple other random little things to do, just mm -hmm. probably on the outside. And I'm, I, I didn't want to plan. I, I wanted to give us the weekend just in case it was crazy and we needed to go in there on the weekend ourselves. Yeah. Um, so the 29th and 30th, which is the following Monday and Tuesday, is when the stager is coming in. And then I'm assuming real estate pictures on the 31st, which means a live listing for August 1st, August September. 2nd. September 1st, September <laughs> 2nd. Can we just do August again? Mm-hmm. Just, just repeat August so that way I can get the month back because the month has gone by very quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And it's estimated that uh, our three other projects mm -hmm. uh, are going to be ending around that same time. Yeah, end of the month. And then those ones are going to be probably listed a week or two later. Yeah. Um, so That's going to be stressful having four... <laughs> Listings? Five listings oh, on the market. Hopefully Leduc is sold by then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't save five listings. Do not save five listings. Yeah. <laughs> Leduc has had steady showings almost every day, sometimes twice a day. And uh, it's just, we've had multiple offers, but none of the offers were good. So we had offers in the beginning um, that were like, oh no, we can get better than that. So I was all super firm and... And then, uh, then the offers went away and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. There's a little bit of a drought. Um, and then it kind of went away for a little bit. Then we had another offer, but it was too low. Tried to work with them to get it higher. And now we're pretty much at the point where like, we should have accepted those first offers because now we've, so it is what it is. It's a, it's a process and, and yeah. the, you know, with the way that the interest rates, you know, have gone and it's, it's not, the, it's not the interest rates. It's the, I really feel like we were a couple weeks too late listing like had we gotten in right before like that last mm. really big interest rate hike and stuff like i feel like it probably would have went like hotcakes um yeah that was a really really crappy time to list <laughs> people are still looking to buy it's just uh yeah. they're they're everybody's trigger shy yeah um and that's just the media you know we talked about this in the past like what's what's the current um how does the market currently feel based on what the, the media headlines say. Yeah. So it's, uh, we're still getting, like I said, we're getting people looking at the house every single day. Yeah. Um, we had two yesterday. And no negative, today. no negative feedback either. It's all positive. It's all positive. They're all just trying to get the best possible deal now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because, you know, it's. Yeah. 
And there's, um, and I feel like this is really good um, information to share as well, because it helps um, people when looking at properties. But the one piece of advice that we have received, I think a couple times, is that um, people wish there was a full bathroom for the ensuite instead of just a half bath, which isn't something we could have done anything about. Um, we get that a lot, actually. Yeah. So it's it, like, it's it, we couldn't have changed anything, nor would we have tried to. But that is a common thing that people like to see is the the full ensuite instead of just mm. the half half bath ensuite, which I which I get. I mean, as a homeowner, I love having a full ensuite. <laughs> yeah, always the, it's either the second bathroom, full bathroom, or an ensuite, full bath. Um, that was a big issue with with previous um, flips was that they wanted a second bathroom. So we actually developed a second bathroom for this house specifically yeah. for that, a really nice one. Yeah. And, uh, and yet now they want an ensuite. They want a third one. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is, there wasn't, there wasn't a footprint for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to have all these listings, you know, live at the same time. Um, no, I'm not. I lie. What the hell am I talking about? My least favorite part of flipping is listing. Yeah. Listing. It's the, it's the worst. Yeah. I don't even know why I said that. As soon as I said, I'm like, no, well, you're, no, you're, what, you're flat out lying. What we're what we're excited about is just Don't, to have these projects wrapped up. Yes, yeah, but not the listing itself. Not waiting sucks. for offers, but because it's never, yeah. it's never, it's never. Well, unless you're in like a super hot market, it's like, you know, no one's ever coming in and offering you over asking. You know what I mean? <laughs> they normally will pick something out. Um, they'll offer you less than what you want. And they'll pick something out that's so dumb and they'll try and leverage it. You know what I mean? And then you'll, you know, of course, our realtor is great. The realtor always asks for feedback from people who walk through the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll reach out and be like, okay, what was the feedback on, on Monday's um, viewings? They really liked it. They said the price was outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> they, said, they said it was really nice work, but they hated the yard. They said it was really nice work, but uh, they they uh, um, they couldn't help but notice that the staging that you put in there was hiding the fact that there was um, exposed um, uh, 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 ducting for the for the dryer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like they really liked it, but they didn't like how it, there was some fingerprints around the electrical panel. Like it's just the <laughs> dumbest little shit. That's like, are you going to be fucking kidding me? Like, you're so happy that someone's coming in to look at it. And then they don't rent an offer and you, you try to get feedback. And it's like, it's dumb stuff. They didn't like that it wasn't vacuumed behind the furnace in the mm-hmm. mechanical room. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why you didn't rent an offer? They really liked it, but um, it was outside of their price range. Why are they looking at it? What the fuck are you doing in there? You knew the price before you walked in there. Yeah, we wanted to see just in case, see if we can get a good deal. Like, it's just that kind of stuff. It, like, the negativity when our lives are so, we really control and audit who we let around us. We don't have any negative conversations. You know what I mean? Like, just for us, you know, we're so conscious of how we talk and, and how we, you know, support each other and the people that are around us and how they support us. And then, you know, you, you open yourself up to little vulnerable moments like this. And it's like when, when you're, when, when you operate on this level and then you get dumb little comments like that, I don't know. It pierces me. It's, 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 it's frustrating. 
because you you put so much time and energy and money into that project to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Brand new furnace, brand new hot water tank, brand new development for the downstairs with the brand new bathroom because even though it wasn't in the budget we did it anyways to make sure it was good brand new roof brand new windows brand new kitchen brand new everything brand new electrical panel mm-hmm. and yet people will still find something to complain about yeah. and it's it's it, it hurts your feelings yeah yeah carlos is calling in here um let's see if he has comments. hey how's it going good morning carlos Good morning. Um, so really quick, KG Dodds has a question about floor plans and floor plan design. And uh, to answer the other questions people are asking, I think interior designers are a waste of money because if you're doing Airbnbs, you need to learn how to do it yourself. And if you're not doing Airbnbs, why do you need an interior design to sell a house? So. Okay. Okay. I hadn't, I, there's about 47 comments that I haven't got through yet. Um, <laughs> so what was the question? Uh, KG Dodds has a question about floor plans and the other people were asking me if I, about interior designers and I don't really see any scenario where real estate investors need to hire an interior designer. Let's see if I can find, uh, it's Ken, right? Yeah. Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find Ken's question. Uh, just a good floor plan that works for flow and mechanical systems. Um, I, I can't find, is, is that just what he asked? I can't see if they're, I bought a lot and want to build a duplex with suite. So he's looking for a floor plan. Oh, okay. So yeah, he would need a, he would need a, yeah. Um, either a planner or, a, an interior designer to, to, to lay out a floor plan. But to be honest, I would just, I'd just go look at what builders are currently doing and, and, and oh, Carlos left. Um, just a sec, I'm going to turn our volume now. Yeah, that's why I was trying to scroll back and see what the actual question was as well. Because, I mean, like, I, although we haven't uh, really used interior designers, um, I love what they can provide in cer- certain circumstances mm-hmm. for people who don't have a design eye. Um, but as far as floor plans go, um, I mean, there's multiple things you can do. If you don't have the, the eye or the knowledge for how... Uh, large rooms need to be for how big doorways are for how much space you need to enter into rooms on say like um, you know if, if there's a wide open space to enter a kitchen but you have cupboards how far apart do the cupboards need to be like you know if you don't have all of that knowledge mm-hmm. um, then you do need someone to do your drawings <clears throat> for you right and so there's um, a lot of interior designers offer that service. And then you not only have the design eye, but you have somebody who can do your floor plans. Yeah. Um, lots of contractors can do that for you. Again, not all of them. Not all are, are built similarly <laughs> or have the same knowledge. But um, a lot of contractors can do up floor plans. Um, you can do it yourself if you do have that knowledge on programs like SketchUp or there's lots of different um free and paid programs where you can do floor plans yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or also there's literally like floor plan designers that you can call in for drawings. Um, Some architects do them. So like there's lots of different, there's tons of different people who you can hire in those situations. And a good floor plan with good flow is important, especially if you're starting kind of from scratch. Like if you have a blank slate, if you're building, then it's super important. 
needs to make sense. But if you've also bought a place and you're reconfiguring things, um, even just say a kitchen, deciding if you want to take out a wall, but then how would the layout work? And if you don't have that expertise, if you don't have that design eye, then absolutely having somebody do those those drawings for you Mm -hmm. who can design the space for flow and to work properly makes sense. I mean, like we had a designer, an interior designer walk through, um, or actually our our Leduc property with us. And we were debating whether to take down the kitchen wall or not. And also what to do with the downstairs area where we wanted to put the bathroom and laundry. And we just, we have tons of experience, but we just couldn't see it. We just couldn't make up our mind and we couldn't, like how big does it exactly have to be for this bathroom? Because it seemed like the space we had was tiny, but lo and behold, we had a really great sized bathroom that we put in as well as, as we're able to fit in the laundry space, but we couldn't quite see how it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't quite see if we needed to close off the laundry or to leave it open or how that would work and what kind of door we would be able to use. Like, it's just sometimes you get stuck and, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't hire her to like do our drawings and stuff, but we, we paid her to come and walk through with us and give us ideas on how the flow would work. And that was one thing that kept coming up is the flow needs to make sense. Even in the kitchen where we decided not to take down the wall, um, she said there was just one little tip she gave about leaving a partial wall at the end of the kitchen cabinets because that is often people need kind of like a catch-all area where it has that drawer that they can kind of toss stuff in and that corner where it's not exposed to the rest of the open dining room and stuff. So that one small tip, I was like, oh my God, I would have never thought of that. Right. Yeah. So they understand what people want and how they think and where their stuff is going to end up where we're just like, oh, blast down the walls. And who cares about that closet? And, you know, something common that Wayne says, like, who cares about the uh, closet when you walk in the door? And I'm like, Wayne, there needs to be a closet for people to put their stuff. Overrated. Yeah. So like, it's just those types of things where we're just reckless and say like, oh, yeah, we take this down and really open this up. Whereas a designer or somebody who's fam- like familiar with floor plans and flow can say, well, we need this here and we need something like this here. And they yeah. really come in and and make make more sense when you can't quite see it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but for Ken, I mean, I would, uh, unless, okay, so bought a lot, thinking about building a duplex with suites. That sounds a little intimidating to me for a first project. Absolutely. Um, and I would strongly recommend, instead of hiring an interior designer, I would hire a builder. Yes. Um, I would get multiple quotes from builders, and most builders have layouts and floor plans for, you know, um, your standard 13, 1400 square foot, you know, duplex, uh, I'm assuming side by side duplex. So probably four units, four suites. Yeah. Um, I would just go with that and go with the most practical, you know, and, and just get the experience. And if you plan on doing it again, if, if you can manage to make it profitable, which be very, very, very careful when you're doing that, because not many, inv- I, I will say that less than 1% of the real estate investors in our community actually understand how that works um, and how to, what price you need to pay, you know, for the lot, how much it actually costs to build it. What are the carrying costs? How do you finance it? All those types of things. And will it actually indeed actually make any sense financially to do? How much money are you going to have left into it? Are you going to be on a break even, you know, why wouldn't you have just bought a brand new turnkey one? What's the purpose of doing this? Really get 
clear on your numbers. Um, but, you know, use a builder the first time. And then if you can manage to, the only time I'd say to use an interior designer or an architect would be if you're going to be contracting it out, you're going to be the general contractor, you're going to be the builder. And if you don't have that experience and you're still working, I would not recommend it. It's, it's, that just sounds extremely intimidating to me because mm-hmm. um, there's so many things you don't know. From the permitting process to the the design and the, um, the the sewer lines and the electrical and the gas and all those other types of things and you know, anyways. Uh, but uh, as far as interior design goes, I mean, uh, was was there any questions in relation to interior design? Was it all kind of for Airbnb or was it for? No, it stemmed from uh, the. Yeah. the build that Ken is okay. looking at. Yeah. Okay. There's, I mean, I could definitely go down a rabbit hole on interior design, but um, we haven't really had a need for it. A lot of people ask me that question though. Who do you use for an interior designer for your flips? To be honest, there's no real need for them. Yeah, we don't. Um, now we had a, we had a, like you said, like you said, in that Leduc property, we were planning on keeping that wall and not opening it up. Mm-hmm the kitchen and for that one it was like we were trying to make it we want a good flow right we want until and and sometimes it's really just it's hard to see in the bathroom downstairs like sometimes it's just when you when you look at a piece of paper and you have you, you put the shower and the toilet there it just always feels like you're, I don't know. I, whenever I see that the, the drawing of it, I always feel like I'm going to be on the toilet and my feet are going to be in the bath. That it's just like the weirdest feeling or like I'm going to be in the bath and like my, like the toilet's just going to be right next to my face. It's just, I, whenever I see a picture, I cannot visualize it. And then you get, you get it done, the renovation done. You're like, oh wow, this looks like a normal bathroom. Yeah. It's really hard to visualize mm-hmm. and I've, I've never been able to do it. So we needed someone to come in and do that drawing for us and tell us what the proper distances were and the proper orientations to make it look practical yeah. or, or real. Um, and one thing that people don't, some people don't understand is that everybody is vastly different and not everybody can just walk into a space and all of a sudden, like even just like a, a fix and like you're walking into a potential fix and flip house, not everybody can just walk in and be like, oh, if all of this junk was cleared out of here and those walls were white and we put a little like fireplace over here, like, oh my God, this would look amazing. Like not everybody can just visualize Mm -hmm. when they walk into a room. I can't. I can't visualize when I walk into a room. I'm getting better the more projects I struggle with it. But I can't look at a listing on MLS or walk into a space and just have my mind be like, oh, boom, 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 we'll do this. We'll take out that room and this is, or that wall and this is what it'll look like. My brain doesn't work like that. Whereas lots of people can, they're like, oh, if we took out this wall and put like this little thing here, and if the island went over here and had these lights over it and yada, 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 like they, it all of a sudden they walk in and just like they're, the, everything starts like going crazy about all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. True. So if you're somebody who doesn't have that and you're trying to do your first fix and flip or your first new build or your first like whatever, and you're like, I don't get how this is going to work. And what am I going to do here? And like those types of things, then you might need to hire somebody. Yeah. And that's totally fine. 
there's no shame in that game. Like that is 100% okay. If that's not your strong suit, wherever you are deficient in skills or in being able to picture things, you hire somebody who can. Mm -hmm. That's life. That's yeah. like, that's just life in general. Do you have an answer? That Where you, need? you lack. How do I find this? You pay somebody who doesn't lack mm -hmm. if you need something done. So, yeah, I mean, it's just that plain and simple. So, um, and agree. people get hired for their skills. Interior designers have skills. Yeah. They can visualize, they have a design eye. They went to school. Like, that's what their career is. So, if you don't have it, pay somebody who gets it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're not using them is because for most of our fix and flip design layouts, um, they're all pretty almost cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, we have a layout for a bungalow. We have a layout for uh, a bi-level. We have a layout for a uh, three-level split. We have a layout for a four-level split. We have a layout for a two-story house. Like it, you'll, you'll begin to notice they all kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. And I confuse two of our properties all the time when I see updates that the contractors post. Yeah. I'm like, which one is that? Oh, oh okay. yeah. It was a yeah. few weeks ago where yeah. like we, we saw some quick little videos uh, from our contractors and we're like, which property is that? Is that ours? And yeah. like, which one is it? Is that one or that one? It, yeah. It's really hard to tell because we just have a, we use the same stuff over and over. We have the same carpet, same flooring, same trim, same paint, same light fixtures. And, um, I, I like it that way because, uh, it, it keeps it simple again, treating it like a business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have to make so many decisions from time to time. We have to figure out a nice, you know, light fixture that will go for that particular spot because it's right in front of the door and the door swing would hit, you know, a low hanging light. So it's, uh, you know, for that, we have to think about it a little bit, but otherwise, um, it's the same stuff over and over again. Uh, we take out the same walls. We use the same kitchen layout. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you if you don't know how to do that and you haven't established that template yet, then hire an interior designer to, to help you figure out that template and then use that template moving forward. Yeah. Unless you're doing like million-dollar renovations. I was just about to say. That's when you hire an interior designer and they, they add all these little accents and features and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, built-in stuff. And, yeah, I was going to say like – if we were creeping up on like the 800,000, 900,000, like million dollar house, I at 1000% would hire an interior designer. Well, we nearly did for our Lake Buena Vista flip in Calgary, because that one there is an $800,000 listing. That's just Calgary yeah. though. And it's a really nice little lake community. Um, but that one there, we were very tempted to, but it's the same, it's a bungalow. Yeah. We don't need to. It's no. the same layout as we normally use. Good. Hello again. Oh, hello again. Um, just uh, something that popped in my head and also some people have been private messaging me. Um, a lot of people confuse what interior design is. So interior design, when people say the word, they typically think of three different schools. One of them, as we talked about before, was architecture. So architecture is where you're designing an actual building. Interior design is when you're dealing with fixtures and floor plans. So like or what the um, fireplaces are going, how, how big the rooms are. And then interior decorating is the one where you, you know, pick the couch colors and the cushions and stuff like that. So mm. it's, it's so a lot of people, when they think of interior design, they actually are thinking of interior decorators. So it's important to make that distinction and, and kind of figure out which one you actually need for what you're looking for. 
Well, thank thank you for clarifying that. It's uh, there's been a lot of comments today, this morning, and it's uh, I appreciate you guys keeping up with it on the in, in there because uh, it's 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 hard to keep up with those comments while we're talking. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And honestly, to everyone who's feeling like intimidated. Uh, I'll tell you right now, all interior design and interior decorating is, is just copying what other people did and sometimes adding your own twist to it. There you go. Like, and, and once you get the basics down, uh, like there's like basic rules of thumb, like the rule of threes, you want to have three of an item, like three pendant lights and stuff like that. Or you want to have your three different colors and then there's little percentages for each one. Once you learn the basics of that stuff, all of a sudden you'll see it everywhere and it becomes something that you really see everywhere and it becomes a lot simpler. So guys, don't be intimidated by it. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in with that. No problem. Okay. Um, oh, he's gone. Okay. Perfect. Uh, still very, uh, still watching the audio thing just to make sure. I think we got the audio all figured out, but yeah. please let us know in the comments if I can manage to keep up. Um, and, and so I, what I realized was that, um, yeah, I can see that, uh, uh, Carlos and, and Ken were trying to get those questions answered while we were talking earlier. And this is just a great example of why you guys should call in. Um, we do try and keep up on the comments, but when there's long conversations going on in there, we can't read all of your conversations in, mm -hmm. in the chat. We try to, some days are a little quieter and, and easier, uh, to read, but, uh, we can't read everything while we're talking. Um, so, you know, if you guys do have a question, just feel free to hit that call in button and, and call in with your question and we will answer it for sure. Yeah. Right. Don't be shy. Be like Carlos. Uh, yeah, I'm just still scrolling through a ton of talk about interior design. Uh, Marshall and Swift is a great cost estimation software. If you're looking to build, yeah, I, I can't keep up with all these comments. <laughs> I don't know where a question starts. And Another reason to join the show live though, and, and, you know, you don't just hear what we're talking about, but you get to chat with, um, all the other people in here and have tons of conversations and get answers to stuff that we don't even talk about. Tons of experts in here. Yeah. Um, still talking about layouts and... Oh my gosh, this is, yeah, I'm still scrolling. Um, Carlos says, I was using a headset. How did I sound? Sounded really good. Um, when you do. He was, he was cutting out for, was he cutting out for you? He kept. A little bit. Yeah, yeah he kept cutting out for me, but it sounds like that wasn't happening for the listeners. Uh, so yes. <laughs> uh, Jeremy says, Carlos, your voice was sweet like honey. Um. Okay, perfect. And I did read earlier in there that um, uh, Jeremy's got his knockoff t-shirts all ready to go. The hashtag Mester's Mentorship. <laughs> Jeremy with his knockoff events and t-shirts. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Uh, yeah, interior design is... Uh, interior decorating. I'm glad that Carlos kind of cleared that up because yeah, even myself, I, I, I really, I hardly know the difference. It's not really that something that we use. We don't, like I said, we have our template and once you establish your template, you might just have to hire someone, a decorator or a designer or whichever, 
and you can have your template for your, you know, your 60s, 1100 square foot bungalow. And that's what you're just going to use every single time. Um, you know, we talked about getting into the, the million dollar houses. Those are the ones where like you, you're going to have to get someone to design it and do a new color palette and, you know, um, and use more expensive things and uh, features that you wouldn't normally use. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't personally like the higher end renovations uh, and flips. Uh, they're just at a different level and they're longer. They take significantly longer and uh, a significantly less uh, buyer pool. Yeah. So it better be like the best flip in your city in the last five years. Otherwise, it's going to like you only have a handful of people that are going to look at it. It's, it's like trying to sell an acreage thing. will sit there for a year. Yeah. And that's just too stressful. I, I'm stressed out about like fingerprints on an electrical panel. Can you imagine trying to sell a high-end uh, flip like that? Oh my God, that would stress me out. Yeah. I don't, I just, uh, we kind of, we, um, and you're going to learn all about this at the fix and flip workshop this Saturday. And you don't, you don't have to follow exactly what we do. We're just, this is, we offer advice on how we set up our business. And, um, you know, if you want to replicate what we do and you want to make it a profitable scalable business you know there's a reason why we focus on specific types of rental properties there's a reason why we focus on specific types of fix and flips there's a reason why you know we sometimes do rent owns and sometimes we don't do rent owns there's a reason why we stop doing agreement for sales but we use them before ask us these questions on the show and we will answer them for you um I love agreement for sales, but you know, at the same time, that was something that we used when we were getting started to help us scale our business. Um, there's a reason why, like I said, we, we, we choose a certain type of fix and flip, a certain type of property in certain neighborhoods in a certain price range because they move quickly. Right. And and then we use the same template over and over and over again so that we're not sitting there trying to figure out how long is this thing going to take to sell and, and who's going to be our target buyer and, you know, should we change out the flooring for this one? I really like these lights. These are cool. Ooh, look at these handrails. Look at those handles. Should we change up the kitchen? This faucet looks pretty cool. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. I want to focus on other things. I want my business to run itself, right? Because if you're in the business, then it's a job, right? Do you want another job? If you want another job, then go become an interior decorator or or designer. You know, get a job that fulfills you. If that's what fulfills you, and you can make thirty dollars an hour doing it, then then go get go go get a job as an interior designer, and do it for other people to be able to have that creative um, escape, right? But if you want to run a business, you got to treat it like a business. And what that means is that you automate it, you hire the right people, you implement the systems and, and the procedures, and then you work on something else. You're a CEO. You're not a technician. Yeah. And technicians, I don't think, should start businesses. Technicians should find jobs that fulfill them. Yeah. Uh, am I all cat? Cat, cat Am I all cat app? <laughs> um, Matt Cassidy's calling in here. I will uh, answer that in just a second. I I've just I've given up on the chat today. Yeah. Um, if you guys got it's questions, impossible. call in. 
Good morning. Good morning. So I just have a question for you two. Um, what is a deal funnel and how would you go about building one? What is a deal funnel? Yeah. It's a complicated question. For Did Jeremy give you that question? What? No. I was say, Jeremy 100% messaged you saying, Is that, is that Jeremy literally chirping this. in your ear right now? <laughs> what? Chip, no, chip, of course chip, not. Chip, that, chip, was, chip. That, was, that was my own question. 100%. My, my own volition. <laughs> Matt, that's how you get banned from the show. <laughs> okay. A deal funnel is, well, uh, well, let's describe what a funnel is just in general. If you think about a, what, a, what a funnel looks like, right? where you get a, a ton of leads coming in and then at the bottom you have a tiny little spout which you know spits out the best ones right so uh, in any in any flow in any deal flow for any business you know you want lots of prospects coming in you want lots of customers coming in the door and eventually you want to close on a bunch um so deal a deal funnel is like you want to build a funnel where lots and lots and lots of deals are coming through um where you're able to quickly review them to see if they're any good and then that's it i mean like eventually you're going to get some solid leads and you work on them so building a good deal funnel i mean you're going to have um, good realtors who uh, know what it is that you want you want to have good wholesalers in the area that know what you want that are bringing you solid you know leads and then that's that's ultimately what a deal funnel is what was the second part of this question well i mean a um i i I don't remember, but um, it, Matt, you can type it out again in the comments here. But um, ultimately, like a deal funnel can come through so many different ways. I mean, you could have a website that's funneling in yes. deals where you're paying for SEO and um, search engine optimization and you have um, contacts coming through that way or, or they're calling the number on the website and those types of things. So um, a website could be a deal funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, like Wayne said, working, having your realtor, your wholesaler, um, both bringing you leads based on what you're looking for, having that website up, sending out flyers, like deal, like, I mean, it depends on you, what you have time for. Do you want them just coming, um, like directly through you? Or do you want to hire people who are taking those phone calls and then handing you the ones, the actual leads? Like there's so many different ways to build a funnel yeah. and there's so many different ways to have prospective deals coming through. So it's really how you want to be spending your time, how you want to be spending your money because deals don't always come for free mm -hmm. and then how you want to, to receive those leads. I, I wanted to define a funnel because I think it's better to understand if you just define what a funnel is as opposed to a deal funnel. Yeah. Because a funnel could be anything. You can have a you can have a funnel for your rent to own prospects, rent to own clients. You can have a funnel for your agreement for sale deals. You can have a funnel for your fix and flip deals. You can have a funnel for cash flowing rental properties. You can have a funnel for um, new clients for your renovation business. You can have a funnel for new clients for your property management business. You can have a new funnel for uh, joint venture prospects, but you have to build funnels in order to get that to come towards you. So when you think about that, how do I get, think of like this large funnel, like this big oil funnel, you know what I'm talking about? Think about this large thing. How do I get people to trip into this funnel and fall in? And then how do I sort through them to get solid leads? Assuming that five to 10% of my leads actually, sorry, of my, 
of the prospects that come in actually turn into solid leads that I can close. Okay, so think about that. How do I get people to fall into my funnel? So there's lots of different ways that Gabby mentioned websites. Um, you can put flyers. If you're looking for off-market deals, you can put yellow signs. You can put flyers in people's mailboxes. You can do targeted mail. Um, you can do sponsored ads on Facebook. Don't do that for joint venture partners. But like, how do I get as many people looking at my shit as possible? That's what you want. And then you want to be able to, whatever your conversion rate is on that funnel, you know, then it's just a matter of, okay, if, if I want to get five deals a month and it's, it's uh, 5% of my, my prospects turn into leads or to deals, then that means I need hunt. I need a hundred prospects for every five leads or five deals. Okay. How do I get a hundred people to trip into this funnel? How am I attracting them? And how do I automate it so that I'm not the one that's turning the crank? I'm not the one that's physically pushing these people. And it sounds really bad. Right? Almost like I'm putting them into like some sort of a <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, so, but that's not the case. Like, how do how do I automate this? So, is it is it search engine optimization? Do I have to choose the proper keywords in order for people to to search this up? Do I have to pay for a certain amount of sponsored ads for another for the right people to see it? And how much are the sponsors ads going to cost me? How much is my cost? What's my cost in order to get a hundred prospects to turn it into five deals per month? Yeah. Right. And that's just lead generation for all any business that you that you create. And then knowing how much you are paying per um, converted mm -hmm. lead, like cost per paying lead. customer, cost per yeah. lead or cost per clicks. You can yeah. you can measure all those um, those metrics and stuff like that. But I would say that, um, you know, it's a little I'm glad that he brought it up because it's going to create a good visualization for people. But you know, knowing what it is that you want first, establishing what you can handle. And then, I mean, before you build a funnel, you got to know what the fuck you're going to do with those five people. If those are five off-market deals, what are you doing with them? Right? Or those are five on-market deals or whichever it may be. What are you doing? Do you have the, the resources in order to be able to convert those? Mm -hmm. Because if you're saying I want to be a fix and flipper and I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this you know SEO and sponsored ads and stuff like that. I'm gonna find all these off market deals but like if you got five solid leads and then by the way you're gonna to have to close those leads that takes time and energy right mm -hmm. that you're gonna go drive down there and negotiate and everything else time do you have the time the energy and the resources in order to turn those all into fix and flips do you even have joint venture capital lined up so before you build the deal funnel make sure you actually have a, a good business model. And you know how you're going to convert those people. Do you have the joint venture capital lined up? Otherwise, you're putting all this money into this deal funnel and you have no way of actually converting them. And you're being reactive. You're like, oh shit, I got five deals now. I got to go find joint venture partners. And you're raising like $10,000 a head for $100,000 per deal. And you've got 100 joint venture partners because you're like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're all over the place. You see what I mean? Very unorganized business. And something's, I could, I just, it's not built off a very good foundation. You need a good foundation in your business first. And then once you've established how you're going to convert all this, where the joint venture capital is going to come from, where my general contractors are for those five deals, all the documentation, the joint venture agreements, the scopes of work and everything else, and, and your template for your fix and flips, then go build a deal funnel. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Solid advice. But you need to build the business and the foundation of that business and the model first before you start paying for all these, you know, these leads. And that's the exact same thing with a renovation business, with a property management business, with a rent to own business, with an agreement for sale business, any type of business. Okay.
And the reason why I said, was that Jeremy? It's because, see, that seemed like a staged question to me. And I know, I know when it's Jeremy, because Jeremy, Jeremy gives staged questions because he's, he's trying to put us on the spot. But I, what I really want, and this is why I ask every morning and I say, guys, this is a, we do this every morning for you. There is a call-in button. And one of these mornings, I'm going to take away that call-in button because I think people are taking it for granted is that I, we rarely ever get genuine questions. What we get is we get questions from people for, who are trying to spark interest and create conversation for us, which is great. Thank you so much for calling in with the questions. It gives us topics. It's great. Interior design, fantastic. Um, deal funnels, great. I can talk about that for days. But what I really want is I want the other 600 people who are listening to this podcast every day, I want you to call in with what you're actually fucking working on today. That's what I really want. Because I know you don't have money for a coaching program. I know you don't have the $10,000 because you've talked to us. You reached out to us. You said, hey, I really want to join your mentorship program. Oh, it's 10 grand. I just really don't have the money right now for that. Do you mind if I text you from time to time to see if I can answer, you can answer any of my questions? And I said, no, I really prefer if you just come on to the morning show. That's what I, I allocate an hour of my day every day to help people. I do not have time for your DMs. I'm sorry. I'm busy. I'm running large scale businesses. What I want from you guys is I want you to click the call in button and not be afraid and be comfortable being vulnerable and ask the questions that you're currently struggling on. Hey, I really want to build this, this model, this business model. I just, I feel like I heard about a deal funnel the other day and I'm like, how do I build a deal funnel? But I think the question you should be asking is how do I build a foundation for this business? Yeah. And, and, oh, and overcomplicating it. I mean, what, uh, Carlos, uh, slipped a little comment in here is do one deal first. And I think that there's, um, an important, an importance to that is that, um, first of all, if you haven't experienced what it is that you're trying to do. So in this case, um, Matt is interested in wholesaling. He mm -hmm. really wants to wholesale a deal. And that's why he's thinking deal funnel. How do I get these deals Absolutely. to find something to wholesale? That's great. But while we're saying build the foundation before you build the business and, you know, get all those things also experience what it is to go out and, and wholesale. Yeah. first before you're building websites and S paying for SEO and like Sponsored all this stuff, because and... maybe wholesaling seems like it's the right thing for you, but then you do, you know, your first month of hustling and realize, holy shit, this does not fit my lifestyle. I've got four kids and a job. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's a really, that's why I love what Carlos said is like, do one deal first. Like, um, don't try to build like to, to me, I just think like going out and building, building this funnel when you're brand new into it and you're, you know, you want to try to experience what this, what this might provide for you. I would just go out and start door knocking, looking for like, keep you know what simple. I mean? Like keep it simple yeah. and get that first one and go through the experience of what it is. Then you before. know how to build a business properly. Yes. Um, so it's while, while it's great to see the big picture, I don't think there's value in overcomplicating it before you even get started. Well, that's what I see all the time is that someone says, I'm going to be a wholesaler. I'm going to start a rental home business, but before I even get started, I need to do all these things. I need a website. I need, um, a screening, um, sheet. I need an application form. I need all these things. Cause the last thing I want is I don't want someone asking me, well, you know, uh, for the wholesaling business, uh, well, who are you and how many of these deals have you done before? 
and I don't want to be caught in a lie. So I want to have a website that shows that I'm professional. I've got business photos of me over the, um, you know, I have the, the bridge overlooking Edmonton. So they know I'm professional. You know what I mean? No, you don't need that shit. Just walk in there with confidence. And, and, and yeah, people are going to ask you questions. Don't lie. Be honest and, and move on. But you don't need all these, like, you don't need $4,000 a month in SEO and sponsored ads and all this other bullshit and all these, like, um, branded screening, you know, sheets and, and, um, and, and application forms and online, you know, Oh, well, you know, what would be really good, honey. Let's, let's hire like, um, like one of those, um, computer guys and let's get oh, like one of those application forms that's in the website so they can like do drop down um, uh, menus and then they can click on things and then it'll automatically be sent to our email and then we'll tell them that we'll have uh, someone respond to them within 24 hours but let's hire a VA in the Philippines and get them to respond and train them on how to properly do it so people will literally can work on this for months spending tens of thousands of dollars building this perfect business model when they've never done a rent own and they've never done a wholesaling deal. Go out and take fucking action and get a few done, figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then slowly start building. Build the system around that. Yeah. Right. Because you, you do need to take some action first and before you can get on that. But that that's where people get stuck in analysis paralysis thinking that, oh, honey, does this, this is, I don't really like the orange in our logo. You know what I mean? They get all tied up into that. So um, I'm on two different points right now, but the point that I was making earlier is that I really, really, truly do want more people calling in with genuine questions. A lot of the questions that we get are stage questions, and that's not just the two people that call today. I'm talking about just in general over the last year, a lot of his stage questions, because I know that the people that are calling in already know the answers to the questions, which drives me nuts because I'm like, where are the people that actually need questions answered? Are you literally just sitting in the back of the room, just taking notes on what everybody else is talking about? When are you going to stand up and actually ask your own questions? When are you going to be vulnerable, right? It's like, it's August. We got like five months left in this year. Like you, you got to take some action. Eventually you got to, you got to be comfortable. You got to be comfortable being vulnerable. You got to ask some questions. You got to, you know, it, 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 talk, call in and say, this is what I'm thinking. And you know what? There's there's 38 people live here currently at this moment. We get anywhere from 50 to 60 people live coming in and out every morning. And we've got about 600 listeners every day. Someone might actually have an idea. Someone might actually have a comment outside of us. Sometimes, you know, we can answer it. But at the same time, you could be talking about this really cool business idea that you got. And you never know who might be listening. You never know. Maybe there's someone that wants to partner with you that has the answer. Maybe you're a technician and you're not an entrepreneur. And maybe that person knows exactly how to build that business for you. That great idea. Or maybe there's someone who's been listening who has money, but they really don't want to do their first fix and flip on their own because they want to learn and they want to partner with someone because they're, they're a little too scared. And maybe they want to partner with you. But until you actually stand up and say something and ask questions to be vulnerable, they're never going to know. And I feel like there, I'd say half of the people that are listening this morning, half of them, at least half, could be taking action tomorrow. But there's one answer that they need. There's one question that they need answered before they can actually go and take action. Mm -hmm. There's something dumb. There's something so dumb for us. But dumb, they're going to realize it's dumb once it gets answered. There's something really dumb that you need answered that is preventing you from moving forward and you're too chicken shit to ask. And you'd much rather crawl and slide into my DMs and ask it than ask it live on the show. Isn't that, isn't that so sad that someone is literally being held by that, held back by that? Mm -hmm. 
that's that's how I'm feeling right now. That's why I get frustrated by this stuff. I, I really want you guys to move forward. And and maybe this is the kick in the ass. This is the comment, the kick in the ass that's going to push you forward to get those questions answered tomorrow, please. I thought for sure when we opened up a live show with a call-in button, I thought we were, oh man, I was like, oh, this is going to be so hard to run the show because it's going to be questions constantly, people calling in constantly. But there hasn't been. Yeah. And that's why I keep joking about the fact I'm going to take it away. And then someone's going to realize, oh shit, I really had an opportunity there. Opportunities yeah. come and they go. And if it's, if it's being taken for granted, I'll totally do it. We're doing this for you guys. I'm not trying to be a dick this morning. I'm just trying to really just shake things up and just, you know, hopefully this, this impacts someone um, to, to take some action. Because um, everything I just talked about a minute ago, I'm, I'm sure that that probably blew a few minds about the deal funnel, about how the deal funnel is, is forget about the deal funnel. You got to build all of this, this foundation for a business first. This is, unless of course you're like one of those type of people that like, you just want to buy a couple of rental properties, pay it off be free and clear mortgage on three properties. You got a million dollars worth of assets or whatever, a million and a half worth of assets. You live off the cash flow when you're 60, 3,000 bucks a month, and you uh, your kids inherit the properties. If that's, that's all you're trying to do, then just keep listening. There's some really cool stuff we're going to teach you. But it, like, I know 90% of our listeners are like, I want to quit my job next year. You're not on my level. That's my ego talking. You are not on my level and you will not reach it unless you get on this level. You need to treat it like a business and you need to like stop sitting at the back of the room. Otherwise you're still going to be here in three years. What I I don't want you to be here in three years. Mm -hmm. I don't. I want you fucking killing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you listening to me in three years. I want I I want to look in the con I want to look in the in the in the listener uh, list over here and I want to see them not there, and I want to watch them on social because they're fucking building this amazing business over here and they're actually doing what it takes in order to to grow and become who they say they want to be, but you need to get on this level, <laughs> you need jet fuel in order to reach that, the pace you're at right now you will not reach it, sorry I'm, it's coming out today it's the truth. You literally need to get on my level if you want to reach that. If not, then you will acquire a few properties. You will get a little cash flow. You will build a decent net worth, but you will never, ever get to a point where you're going to be able to leave your job for it to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. It takes a different type of person. It takes a different level. Did I lose a few friends today? Maybe. I don't know. I've said it a million times before. I... I'm okay with jeopardizing friendships. I'm okay with people hating me if a fraction of those people actually go and take action and they succeed. I'm okay if a few people leave and hate me if they go out and try and prove me wrong. I'm okay with that. At least I know that those people actually went off and did something and did something with their lives and they, they, they reached their goals. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with that. I'm not going to be able to be everybody's cup of tea and I'm not going to be everyone's best friend. But I do know that there's a percentage of you that need to hear that and a percentage of you that are not going to like it and you're going to go run off and be like, fuck Wayne, I'll show him. And I love it. I love it. I'd rather see you succeed than see you as my best friend. Okay, guys. Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We'll see you then. Hey, I'll see you tonight. Hopefully people show up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning. Let's try that again. Thanks for listening 
to the real what is going on okay watch this thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show want to be a guest on the show <laughs> email us at info at reimorningshow.com see ya